We so KY Fantasy Podcast back at you. Uh, man, it's been a wonderful season so far. Uh, not for me, but I might be speaking <laughs> other people's ends, but I'm still here. I'm still happy. Uh, who week we in? Week nine? Yes, sir. A little bit halfway through our regular, a little bit past that. I got Bravo with me, and I got my Rich the Bull. Yeah. Top three, and I'm not one or three. I should be one. <laughs> we'll talk about that. All right, man. Uh, let's kick it off with the school. You got that? Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. All right, so we're going to kick it off with my matchup. Sitting Purdy versus Reek Cooking Lamb Shocks Coleman in a battle for light skin supremacy. I came out, came out on top, 112.96 to 96.98. I ain't going to hold you. I was sweating a little bit because CD was going crazy. And he got Tyreek, and you know Tyreek's liable to put fifty on you at on any given Sunday. So I was sweating a little bit, but you know Detroit's Detroit's defense held it down for me. Jared Goff didn't go crazy, so I was able to pull away with a dub. Next, we probably got the craziest game of the week. So Commissioner Petey, respectfully, versus Rob the Tone Rangers. Pete was up in this game going into the Monday night game, and he had a guy playing in the Monday night game, a receiver, um, and somehow lost 91.72 to 92.4 because his receiver caught a pass, fumbled, had a negative seven score, and I don't think he touched the ball for the rest of the game, so Pete ended up losing a game that he should have won very easily. That's probably one of the craziest things I've seen since I've been in this league, but, you know, I'm not mad that it happened to Pete. Um, next, we got Sippin' Tea in Your Hood, our host Don. He got the dub over your favorite piece of bacon, Kane. Uh, 12 was 0-2 this week. Fuck the police. With a, uh, score 98.72 to 85.86. Next, we got Club Paradise, our other co-host on here, my boy Rick the Bull. He got a dub, 102 over God Got Me, 100.68. I think God was on vacation this week or you didn't pay your uh, tithes, so he let you take an L, my dog. Next, we got All Love No Trust versus Uphill. All Love No Trust is Camo, who y'all should know. He actually got a win, so I said he wasn't going to get a win this year, but it's still been mostly all L's and no dubs. Um, 92.58 took the L to Uphill. Devin's team, 120.86. It was not close. Um, next, we got Go Getters Meech with a victory over Vince. Show me the money, 109.86 to 81. And then last but not least, we got the High Rollers, Ron, a.k.a. Berg, a.k.a. What's his other real name? Derek. Derek. <laughs> One with a dub, 102.56 over Jones, the new king, 86.44. <laughs> I saw a thing Jones was like, leading a division in another fantasy league and I'm thinking like that league must be terrible if y'all letting Jones be on top of anything because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you Jones is terrible at fantasy anyway that's the week eight scores man Don I'm gonna throw it back to you good scores for uh there was a certain there was a certain subject you touched on right there uh somebody going into a Monday night game up and the other opponent didn't have any players left fantasy advice when you have that you got one player up. You got one player left, and it's a night. Just go ahead and make the point, because anything can happen. Here's, my, here's what I think about it, bro. So the person, he, the person he had playing was Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds has not went crazy. He's he's very inconsistent, and I know that our fantasy league goes off points. 
but he's not going to give you so, so many more points to where it's going to separate you from another team. Like, I don't think Josh Reynolds is going to score 20. If it was Tay Adams, if it was Tyreek, well, not Tay Adams right now, but if it was like Tyreek <laughs> if it was uh, McCaffrey or somebody like that, absolutely. Go ahead and run it up. But if you got somebody who fringe number three wide receiver on their team, I wouldn't play them. Not if I'm up, just because you just never know. And with, with those type of with those type of receivers and with that production that they receive on and off each week, it's just not worth the risk, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I feel you, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. I guess you don't you don't go into a game thinking my especially if you're already up, you don't go into a game thinking my dude gonna come out with negative point seven as a receiver. Like he may not blow up and have a great game and get 30 points, but hell, he might get two or three, but you already up, so it don't really matter. So, I've seen both sides of it. Honestly, if I'm saying I probably wouldn't have taken him out of my lineup because I wouldn't have seen that happening, but hey, you know, it's it's football. It's fantasy football. Sometimes strange shit just happens. Like, it is what it is. And it couldn't have happened to a better to person. To a better person. That's <laughs> for revenge karma for uh, Rib, too, for the Aaron Rodgers game when we played week one, and I was up by like a point and some change. And Rodgers went down on like what the second play of the game. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, bro. That's his revenge game right there. Uh, so flavor action this week. I mean, it was hella dry. Um, yeah, some another player that slipped through the cracks. But I mean, I just said fuck it and add anything. But um, as far as players to add, um, who are some players that y'all had? I think there's one obvious uh, who shined last week with a four touchdown performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yo, yo, Will Levis, look, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Bro had a good first game. Bro had a good first game. I'm happy. I want him to be successful as a UK fan. But I was not a big I was not a big believer in Will Levis. Now, jury's still out. Game one, he played great. <laughs> but I need to see, you know, a complete, uh, you know, a good rest of the season. Like, if he balls out like this the rest of the season, I admit that I was wrong about it. And, and I'll move forward. But... He had a great first game. I'm sure somebody went and scooped him on the wire in our league because, you know, you know, somebody has a great game, their reaction, like, everybody goes crazy. It's like, oh, let me go get him, let me go get him, let me go get him. So I'm sure somebody picked him up. But, yeah, Will Levis, if nobody scooped him in your league, probably a good chance to uh, go and get you a quarterback. Uh, other than that, man, I can't really think of anybody, bro. Like, the waiver was really dry. Like, I think the only thing I did this week was at a defense. <laughs> That's it. Uh I mean, let's tap in that game. Uh, let's talk about Will Levis' match. Rick, what do you think? Uh, he went against the top team, top 10 defense in the NFL right now. And his weapons, he did have DeAndre Hopkins, who y'all know how biased I am towards him. He's still all world to me. But he had DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Traylon Burks, who's a second-year unproven receiver. And he went out there in his first game. He threw four tuds, no interceptions. Now, of course, he, he had a couple passes that where DeAndre Hopkins had to be DeAndre Hopkins, where the ball was thrown behind him and Hop had to catch the ball. But he was very accurate. He threw it, he threw a dime uh, to Nikeen Westbrook or whatever the guys in the receiver. I think he had a really good game. Like Bravo said, the jury's still still out. I've been on the side of thinking that he's gonna turn up uh when he got his chance. And if it continues to be this way, then, I mean, I was right. He already has more passing touchdowns than Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Bravo. Well, I mean, you know, well, I mean, that's because Richardson can't stay healthy, though, bro. I got to get – I mean, if we're going to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of Anthony Richardson coming out of college either. But, hey, we'll see. No, 
Nah, for sure. But Anthony Richardson did play four full games. But Levis got that. That is very, very true. Very true. Yeah, Rick, you touched on something that I want that job. Because I was watching some All-22, and I happened to come across Will Levis. Hop definitely saved him. Hop is is super. But he also made some great throws as well. Um, I know one of the touchdowns, uh, the defender slipped, and the ball was hella behind. Like, dude didn't go down that. Hop probably still would have caught it. Let's let's not even lie. (laughs) It was one-on-one. Hop probably still would have caught it. But he... He had some faith on the side. Um, I definitely want to see him ball. They was in the throwback Oilers uniforms. I love him. Mad I traded him in the Dynasty League, but. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, bro, and here's the thing that a lot of people got to understand, too. The quarterbacks, sometimes the quarterbacks are great, but sometimes the receivers make the quarterbacks great, too. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't that don't make the perfect throw, but if you have a Devontae Adams, you have a DeAndre Hopkins, you have a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, you just gotta get the ball there. Basically. As long as Will Evans does that and doesn't do anything boneheaded, Hop will get him there. He showed it on Sunday. Somebody was airing it out, man. <laughs> like actually giving them and, and now helps DeAndre Hopkins fantasy value because you gotta think before Will Levis got out there Hop was dead in the water. Yeah. Like we're nobody checking for Hop on the uh fantasy radar. Now you gotta you know, you got this young kid who got a big arm, he can throw it down the field. It's DeAndre Hopkins back up to you know maybe where he used to be. So, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, I hope that he proves me wrong. I hope he's successful, man. That way I can, you know, talk a little trash and say UK got a good quarterback in the league because, you know, we thought we had one some years ago, but he turned out to be trash. But that was also a situation of a receiver making a quarterback, Craig East, but we ain't going to go there tonight. Nah, yeah, let's not go there, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, what's up? What's happening? Check this out and dig this. This is your boy, Nephew Q, and we're going to take a quick pause in the show to let you know about all the shows we got going on under the Beyond the Game umbrella. If you into the fantasy football world we have you covered with the we so ky fantasy football podcast hosted by the best fantasy football league in the world not just the city but the world craig but if you want to know what's going on in society and culture check out the spoken minds podcast hosted by chris jones and ike Barron. and of course we have the conversations with q a show about life love entertainment sports society culture and everything in between but if you want to know what's going on with steph kd lebron then the nba fast break podcast is more your flavor hosted by myself and KJ. But if you're a college basketball fan, don't worry. We have you covered with the Heels Half Eyes podcast hosted by Don J, a show that covers everything the University of North Carolina basketball related. And BBN, we ain't left you out of the fold with the I Rock UK Blue podcast hosted by Rich DeBoer and Bravo that keeps you up to date with everything going on with the University of Kentucky basketball team. But if you're into the NFL, fly eagles fly as we have the infinity link podcast hosted by don j and drew that keep you up to date give you in-depth analysis with everything going on with the philadelphia eagles football team and of course we can't leave out the beyond the game flagship show where we talk about sports in a way that you've never ever heard it before in an entertaining comedic way and we have more shows on the way with the betting big with jones show a show that teaches you and shows you how to bet when to bet what to place your bets on and everything in between so we got that coming down the pipeline but enough about all of that let's get back to the show Gio. but uh break there was something you want to talk about such as trades and approaches i'm gonna let you marinate and cook on that one um what you want to talk about as far as trades and how people approach them 
Well, first, first before we before we get there, I do want to point out two waivers, two waivers because, and I just seen who you pick up, and I can't believe he wasn't picked up in the uh, in the waiver go around. Like you would just able to add him. It's Leonard Fournette because he got signed to the Buffalo Bills to be what Latavius Murray had was supposed to be, but he hasn't been successful in getting the the four the fourth and ones or the goal lines. He's like I think he's like one for thirteen or something like that. That's why they picked up Leonard Fournette. So you might get him as a kind of like a touchdown vulture or a, a goal line. So I know he, he's been available in every league. I had him in my dynasty league sitting. I completely forgot about it. Uh, another one that, that you can look at because Sam Laporta, who's clearly the best tight end, uh, rookie tight end out of this class so far, he's on by. And I think there's a couple other tight ends on by. I'd look, if Gerald Everett's out again, I'd look at Donald Parham from the Chargers because man is like six foot eight. He had a good game this past week. He caught a touchdown. I think he had like 40 or 50 yards. So that'd be another uh, tight end get. And then surprisingly, I seen in like 47% of the leagues, Daryl Anderson is still on the free agent. And I don't hmm. understand why. Because like he he's clearly the starting running back. I know Sean McVay was throwing out all these different mysteries. Oh, we going to include Zach Evans. We going to include uh, Royce Freeman, which Royce Freeman has been getting included. But it's clearly Daryl Henderson's job. And from what I'm reading, he's going to be the number two when uh, Kyron Williams come back. And that we don't know when he's coming back. They said his ankle sprain is pretty severe. So they're thinking week 13, week 14 is when he's coming back. And from a fantasy aspect, that's all your regular season games. So you can run with Daryl Henderson until the end. So those are a few that uh that I've seen that you you should definitely pick up besides obviously Will Levis. Um and Donovan People Jones. Him going to the Detroit Lions I think is gonna be fresh. Cause I think yeah. from the ball. Yeah. That's also I think that's also gonna have some uh fantasy impact on um what's receiver Pete had for Detroit? Uh ja- no, not Jameson, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, yeah, that's probably gonna knock Josh Reynolds down the depth chart. Yeah. People Jones, People Jones is a solid receiver, so I can see that uh, having some fantasy ramifications for him. Again, he wasn't a, a big scorer, but again, he won't be getting the targets that he was getting now that you got this new guy coming in. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting. Uh, that was a good pickup for the Lions, for real. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, as far as the trade, as far as the trade thing, and I, and I think we we've talked about it uh, often with trades, all the three of us for sure. Um, I just wanted to get y'all's idea of an approach because we're in the same fantasy league together. And obviously, you know, I brought up and I brought up in our fantasy chat yesterday. We haven't had a trade yet. And I this is your We seven. did. We did, but it was Vito. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even Vito. We that was there was some oh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't Vito. That was some backstabbing going on right there. That was a Watergate scandal right there. Uh, Man. But now nah, it uh I've been in at least seven years and this is the first year that I haven't seen a trade. I know y'all said it was like Cutthroat Island before I jumped in here, but since I've been in here, there's been a trader. So I guess my my question would be, so if you are at the bottom of uh, of the standings, right, if y'all in the cellar, which neither of y'all are, I've told both of y'all, y'all both have a great chance to still make the playoffs. I think y'all like two games spot. But if you a combo who has one, or you somebody who has two, if you have a star player on your team, why would you hold on to your star player if it's not getting you wins, when you can use that piece to get multiple other pieces that will score more for you. For example, because I think the approach is from his aspect, and I'm not I'm not speaking for him, but if I'm if I'm thinking right, it would be well if I trade with this guy, he's trading me a starter, but he's also trading me somebody that's on his bench. Well, you can't look at it that way because the person you're trading with is in the playoffs. The person you're trading with is at the top half of the field. 
So if you if he has somebody on his bench, it's just because they have somebody better. That doesn't that doesn't defame the person that's on the bench. Example, I have Cortland Sutton on my bench. Cortland Sutton has been a very solid wide receiver. Things averaging like eight or nine points a game. So if you at the bottom and you have an Alvin Kamara who's getting about 15 points a game, and someone and I didn't offer him this trade. I'm just saying hypothetically, I offer him a Javante Williams and a Cortland Sutton for a Kamara. And his stance is, I'm not doing that trade because Kamara's better. What would y'all think of? if you at the very bottom and you trying to and you have a receiver that you just only getting two points a week in your lineup? What would um, so for me, it would depend. Like if I'm at the point where I'm at a complete playoff contention, I'm not helping nobody else win. Um, if I felt like there was an opportunity for me to possibly move up, then you know I would consider the trade because I'm looking at it like. Um, Cause I mean, in that scenario, like if you got a Kamara getting 15, you got Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton, which Javante Williams is probably gonna ramp up a little bit coming on the back end of the season. Um, you basically replacing the production that you getting from Kamara anyway with a chance to do a bit more than what you getting from Kamara. So it's like you ain't gotta heavily lean on one guy so much, and you got you know a couple of guys that can get you some some solid points each week. So. I don't know. I mean, I can't say yay or nay. I would make the trade, but, you know, I wouldn't just completely dismiss it once it was sent to me. But again, that would also depend on, like, how likely, like, is me making a trade really going to matter? Like, even if I pull out two or three wins down the stretch, is that going to matter? If the answer is no, then nah, I ain't trade nobody. We just going to we going to sit down here. We're going to be one and whatever. And y'all can battle it out at the top. because I ain't helping nobody win. So I guess I guess what I so. I'm on in seven, right? This week eight. I'm not one in seven, but I'm just saying hypothetically. I'm on in seven. This week eight. And we have six weeks left. Combo's not out of the playoffs. If you have six weeks left, he's not out of the playoffs. Yeah, he have to he'd have to win out though. Like he literally can't lose another game. I wouldn't even say that because the eighth spot right now is four and four and he's one in seven. He's three games back with six games left. It's not really because that you don't know what that that other the because bye weeks is gonna start to come into play. You, you don't have to say so you don't you never know. So if I still have that hope of making the playoff, I guess my question would be, I have seven losses. So why wouldn't I why wouldn't I try to trade to get myself up there? Because the team I have right now obviously isn't working. If I really have if I if I really want a shot at making the playoffs, why wouldn't I trade my best asset to get a couple better, a couple assets that would make my team better? You'll get a running back and a wide receiver that's going to score more points than my best asset. I just don't think I don't think that, that in our league that people think like that. I think they think, oh, this person's trying to get over them. Instead of like genuinely going to look at the players and being like, okay, statistically it makes sense. I think a lot of GMs go off name. Oh, but like even like there was a trade with me and Don that we had a conversation about that we didn't have, that we didn't make. But I was like, he asked me about Javante Williams, and I was like, Coming off an ACL, I've been seeing his workload's about to ramp up. I, my number two running back would be Madison if I trade you this running for Williams for a receiver, and I'm not safe with it. So it would take a lot for me to trade him. So in my head, hypothetically, I told him it would it would take Miles Sanders and Christian Kirk. And at the time, it seemed, it seemed crazy. And, and I mean, it, I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, looking at Miles Sanders now, Don, that would have been a steal. <laughs> now, but but that's a week later because yeah. Because if I'm done at that time, I'm like, all right, Miles Sanders was doing his thing last year. He's on a new team. He's going to probably rep up, too, because he's had some injuries. So at that time, that's probably would have been my thought process last week. But just going off what I seen and all the numbers, I knew, like, hey, 
this is what it would have took. Now I'm glad I didn't make the trade because it looks like Chuba Hubbard's going to be the starter, but Don has him too. So I think that'll be Don. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, sometimes you got to take the names out and just look at the stats. Look at yeah, the, the, look the what's going up. The numbers don't lie, bro. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. Like, look at, look at, you know, look at the stats. More importantly, look at how, uh, like, you know, their snap count every game and that in compared to everybody else that plays their position. Like, if you got a guy that is clearly out snapping everybody else, because I'm just a firm <laughs> believer in, like, more opportunity equals more production. Mm-hmm. Like, so, while, like, you might get a receiver who's getting 10 targets a game, he may not be cashing in. In my eyes, I'm thinking about that, like, where he's getting 10 targets every game. At some point, he going to start cashing in. So, yeah, like, that's that's a player that will be attracted to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of things to consider. But, like, like you said, like, you just got to look at the numbers. Stop going based on, like, names and things like that. Just look at the actual, like, numbers on stuff, and it, it will make more sense in your trades. But, like you said, like, I don't think people really do that in the league, one, because, well, I mean, for good reason, people think people are trying to get over on them. I mean, we've clearly had some, you know, shady things happen behind the scenes in the league, so I can understand, like, people having that mindset. Um, I don't know. Like I said, again, for me, it would just depend on, like, how I feel like my season is going. Uh, but if I feel like I absolutely had a chance, I would entertain trade offers for sure. Just to keep it above, bro, Don, Don could have treated Nakua the first four weeks as Jamar Chase. Man. Puka Nakua <laughs> won, but people would have been like, oh, it's Puka Nakua. No, it's not. Bro, he's put he put up better numbers than Jamar Chase the first four weeks. So Absolutely. If, we if Don says Puka Nakua is on the trade block, he can warrant a, a package that would get if he traded Jamar Chase. But people will be like, nah, it's Puka. and that's what get people messed up in uh in fantasy, bro. That's why some people don't win. That's why some people don't make the playoffs because you can't look at names. Man, you gotta look at the numbers, bro. I think in our league, people just simply want clearly the trade. Yeah, uh, with some people that I've definitely discussed some things with, uh, they just want to clearly win and like dominate the trade on there. And I was like, this is gonna get vetoed. I was like, one, I'm not stupid. Two, this ain't even go through. <laughs> so, like, well, and and, it, and even in your sense, Don, because you're not right now. You're outside looking on the playoffs, right? Why would you trade somebody to where they would win the trade? I'm trying to make my team better. <laughs> by also assisting you in your in your journey of trying to win a championship. That's so it cool. has to be even, bro. Like you got or or there won't be no trades. And I know there's a lot of GMs not happy with their team. I promise you. They not. I can help a lot of GMs right now with the receivers. Like, Absolutely. Don't nobody. Hey, I man, I told y'all boys I got I got tight ends for sale. You do. Hey, when, they, when people see a trade for me, they they look at it sideways. With with all due respect, you probably should not even gonna hold you. <laughs> I was gonna come holler at you, Bravo, but I ended up getting commit on waivers. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I got three of them boys over there. Hey, Taysom, Taysom, you know what's crazy, bro? They project Taysom Hill low every week, every and it's week. just like I don't understand it because he's very involved in the Saints' offense, dog. Mm-hmm. I got brother my dynasty league too. I don't even play him. I shoot like. I didn't. I looked at him last week, and I was like, "Eh." Actually, the only reason I didn't play him was because he was questionable. I didn't know if he was gonna play or not. But if I knew he was gonna play for sure, he would have been in my lineup. Bro, came out with twenty-one points last week. And he hooked the week before. He was. He was the second. Guess he was the only person who outrushed him carries wise was Alvin Kamara. So they was they leaning more on Taysom Hill than they are on Jamal Williams and whoever the other running back is. So like that's 
when you talk about somebody that could be a fantasy X factor because bro gonna throw the ball, he gonna catch it, and he gonna run it, fam. And they, but he's listed as a tight end. That's low key a cheat code. So for for all you fantasy for all you fantasy GMs out there watching us right now, just take some advice. Your team's in the cellar, but you still got a chance to make the playoffs. Go to the table with somebody who got stuff that you need. They also uh, they also eat stuff that you have. And go to the table and try to make a reasonable trade to get back into. Don't always think you need to win a trade. Sometimes you just need that one piece to get back yeah. into. It's it's okay to break even in a trade, bro. Like it's okay if the trade benefits both parties. Like, nah, you're right though. It is how it is, man. Everybody like, I need to win the trade. Yeah. No, bro. It's okay if it's okay if both sides win, bro. It's like yeah. that's the purpose of a trade. If like, I was one and six or one and seven or two and six right now, Austin Eckler would be on the trade block. And I would be trying to get a, 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 a RP. Huh? Get you three players. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll get a solid, I'll probably get a solid RB2. Which would be fine because I had Javante and I would have got a solid wide receiver too, or maybe even a, a low end wide receiver, and I could be right back in the hunt. Or I could get a quarterback for him if I yeah. had a quarterback issue. Like, you just never know, bro. Like, shoot it out there, but everybody got to start being reasonable. And that's why your team suck because you don't want to trade. <laughs> <laughs> you drafted bad, you messed up, you realized your mistake, but you're not trying to fix it. You're trying to be prideful. Swallow that pride, bro. Put your pride to the side. Yeah, Pete, when you listen to us, send me a trade, man. Receiver. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just knew, I just knew this was gonna be the week that Pete was gonna be on. Yeah. Because, you know, the Seahawks, they done moved in the first place in the division. They beat the Browns. I just knew Pete was gonna hop on this week because I just I just know he had to talk trash. But you know what I think? I think taking that fantasy loss deflated him a little bit, so he decided not to join us today. But it's cool. He going to see it at some point. If not, we'll just hit his phone up and be like, hey, man, um, we missed you on the show, bro. Like, what's going on? But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm uh, let's let's I guess let's roll on to the, the next thing. Yes, my, boys, my boys is coming up to the right. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I got a I got a nice little stretch. I just need my if my team just continues to show up like they have. I mean, here's the, my team. I've just been getting bad breaks. I just every week. He's pessimistic as hell, bro. <laughs> But, but, bro, for good reason, though, because every week it's like it'd be different, bro. If my team was out here putting up 70, 60 points every week, we not, bro. My team puts up points every week. It's just every time I play somebody, fam, they going crazy every single time. Like, I've, I've yet to have one of those games where my, my opponent scores 50 points, 60 points. I think it's over for me now. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's honestly just been a bad draw every single week. But I think right now I got a good schedule coming up. I've had my big guy, most of my big <laughs> players have hit their bye week already. So, like, I can roll into these next few weeks, you know, confidently. I just need to get a – I got combo this week. I, I low-key be feeling like I didn't talk to all this shit about him the whole season. He going to mess around and win. <laughs> He's scoring points now, bro. He's I, no, he, no, combo team puts up points. I, that's the thing. I don't – I don't know why he don't win, bro. Like his team puts up points, but bro got bro got one dub. I hope he don't get his second one this week. Yes, sir. Hey Neil, holler at me, man. He done used seventeen moves this year, and you ain't hollering at me on no trades. Probably, uh, I can't even say nothing. You know how many moves I made, bro? How many? Boy, you you know them things is limited. That's a bro, and that's another thing people don't understand, bro. When I try to explain to them how hard this league is. Because we not in a league where you get unlimited moves, fam. You have 25 moves on the year. 
Once you run out, including trades, once you run out, that's it. Ain't no more. You can't do nothing else. So if you out here getting happy, picking up people off the wire every single week, you get to the playoffs, somebody get hurt and your ass is out of moves, boy. Ain't nothing worse. Like that just adds a whole other element to the fantasy league, bro. Like this shit is not for the faint of heart. We be trying to tell y'all now, but y'all, y'all, I don't think y'all understand. That's <laughs> facts, no doubt. Because every other league I'm in, it's unlimited moves. I got another league I'm in that's like 35, but before then it was unlimited. And people started complaining now because it's 35. I'm like, bro. Bro, I wish we had 35. I wish we had 35 moves in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be experimenting every week. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next subject we have down here is like mid-season surprises. Take um, it off. I think there's some obvious ones, um, too, that have actually saved my damn season up to this point. But, uh, I mean... Alvin Kamara, he's definitely outdid um, his draft position for sure. He's putting up points since he came back. I was a little weary because he struggles to score touchdowns. He'll get yards, but bro, have 150 yards, no touchdowns, 10 receptions, 100 yards, and 30 uh, rushing yards, no touch. But yeah, Alvin Kamara, he's been hooping this year. I definitely hope he can keep it up. Uh, definitely rooting for him. Not rooting for Kamo, but uh, rooting for Kamara for sure. Um, Adam Thielen was certainly still at his position. Sure. I definitely thought he was washed. I probably could have drafted him six, seven times and kept overlooking him. We all could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bro was drafted as wide receiver 58, and he currently ranks as wide receiver 8. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. I did you know what I and I remember a few times seeing Adam Thielen on the wide receiver list. I was like, oh no, nah, he ain't finna make no noise. He he done. Went right past him, bro. Didn't even think twice about it. Me too. Uh Mostert's up there. He was drafted around running back 40, currently he's running back five. Yeah, uh, because him and Jeff Wilson was kind of like matched up in. I think Jeff Wilson was the next round, so I think they did yeah. that because they didn't know who was going to be. So whoever picked Mostert picked right. But also, but also you got to factor into uh, A Chain's been hurt the last few weeks too, because yeah. I guarantee you if he ain't if he ain't injured, he definitely out there uh, vulturing some of those uh, touches from Mostert. But don't get me wrong, Mostert balling though, like. Yeah. What's it, crazy it worked. is both of them were in the top 10 when he was healthy. Yeah, that, that's wild, bro. But that's just the Dolphins offense, bro. It's so explosive. Like, legit, if you can get one of the Dolphins, like, star players, you got a solid fantasy guy. Like, if you can get Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, or A-Chain, you got a, a solid a solid fantasy player, bro, if they yeah. on Miami team. For sure, yeah. And I want to say between uh, Kua and Laporta, those two might be steals of everyone's draft. He's Absolutely. Tight end, there's not many of them that ball. So when no. you got one that's drafted where he was drafted and he's top five, you won. Yeah. That's, that's it's like a, yeah. It's a down year for tight ends, I feel like, in fantasy. Though. Like, again, the only one you're going to get consistently going crazy is Travis Kelsey, but that's because Travis Kelsey is the only thing the Chiefs got. On offense, real like outside of Pacheco, but from a receiving standpoint, like it's Travis Kelsey. But like other than that, man, it ain't a lot of tight ends like going crazy. Like you got some guys that have good games, but it's been like wildly inconsistent from tight ends. That's why I was like, I got the guys I got. They've been somewhat consistent. Like Logan Thomas, I think was forgot forgotten about by a lot of people, but 
you know, he's super athletic. Like, he was a quarterback in college. He's big. He can run. He got good hands, bro. And, you know, Sam Howe looks for him a lot. Like, I think he sees like seven, eight targets every single game. And then you got um, the rookie tight end for Dallas, um, Ferguson. I can never remember his first name. I'll keep wanting to call him Jake. I don't know if that's right or not. But it's something. Is it Jake Ferguson? Okay. Um, Yeah, he's solid too, bro. Like, it ain't a a big (laughs) target. He don't get a lot of targets, but he catches almost all his passes. That's a plus. So don't be afraid. Like, if you see, like, oh, he's only getting five, six targets. Yeah, he might only get five or six, but I promise you, he's going to probably catch all five or six of those targets. And... He a good red zone threat, bro. Like, Dak looks for him in the red zone. So, Ferguson, Logan Thomas, they not big-name tight ends. And if you're in a league of people don't really, who don't really know what they're doing, they're probably available. Um, so, if you can get one of those guys, like, that's a big up. And like I said, Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army knife of tight ends, though, like, I don't understand why he's not rated higher than what he should be because he's, again, the Saints use him a lot in a lot of different positions. So, yeah, tight end's been wildly inconsistent. So if you can get somebody who can give you like eight to ten points maybe throughout the week, like that's a come up. I think uh I think Trey McBride's about to ramp up too with Zach Hurts. I was about to mention him. He's available in the league. So I mean I'm trying to figure out which running back to drop. But I already got two tight ends, so this is gonna be trade bait because everybody ain't got tight ends. <laughs> I mean, and Kyler's about to be back next week. You know, he had that report with Zach Hurts, so and Hurts is out, so Thank you, Mike. I turn up. Poor Urch. Yeah, bro. I had a 10 reception, about 80 yards, and a touchdown last week. He hooked for sure. Yeah. Y'all got any more surprising players? I mean, there's definitely been a couple. Um, I, I'll give you one. Um, shit, David, David, my David, David Montgomery. Yeah. Because, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they had in the fantasy rankings, Jameer Gibbs was rated ahead of David Montgomery. He's second round ADP. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so David Montgomery's been a huge surprise. Like, I mean, I just thought, you know, he's going to probably end up being like a power back and they're going to use him and give his like two change of pace. But shit, he's he's led the way when he's healthy. So I would that would be my surprise. Uh, yeah, you already mentioned my other guys. Laporta has been great. Um, Nakua has been great. Um, yeah, that's really it, man. It ain't, a, it ain't a whole lot of people outside of the regulars like just going crazy this year. I got one. boom the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that, but that's because Montgomery's hurt. No, I think no, it's ETN. Oh, ETN. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I thought that that was what they expected ETN to do, though. Hey, Don. Yeah. What's up? Rick, where Rick, where Rick was wrong. <laughs> nah, I wasn't saying it because. Nah, nah, I know. But I'm telling you, I, bro, you know, I, hey, I mean, when I'm wrong, bro. I was. ETN is an RB1 for sure. I'm going I'm to name somebody. This though. year. This year. This year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to name one. I'm going to name somebody that's a surprise to me. Like Russ Cook. Russell Wilson has been hooping, bro, all season. Uh, Russell Wilson's stats is better than Patrick Mahomes' stats. Go look it up. And he was just dropped in our league. And if he had a game this week, he'd be my starter quarterback. Let Russ Cook. Well, you might want to go scoop him, though. <laughs> <laughs> Big Money Brock will be back next week. I'm going to take my chances with him. Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? My app is going crazy right now, but I was going to pull him up. I think he was the 13th player in fantasy. Russell Wilson? Yeah, I ain't even got it. I ain't even going to open it up. Wow. You said he's at, you said he's top 10? No, I said he's probably top He's a top 10. He's top 10 quarterback. Yeah, nobody expected that. I think everybody was off the Russell bandwagon after last year. Yeah, I'm going to pull him up in the ESPN league. Because Russell was doing, he was doing everything but cooking last year. 
He's a he's a number he's a number eleven quarterback in ESPN. Yes, yeah. And that's in a and that's in a league where you get like bonuses if you throw three hundred yards. So he ain't threw a lot of three hundred yards games, and to be eleven, he actually has only thrown two three hundred yard games, and he's the number eleven quarterback. So he ain't got them extra bonuses in this league. He's been solid, bro. Like that's why I, that's why I was trying to tell Rib uh, the last time we was on the pod, bro. He was like. He cleans up in garbage time, bro. Russell Wilson beat the Chiefs. Their defense was their deep. The Broncos' defense was good, but Russell Wilson did his job against the Chiefs, bro. He did. He threw three tuds. That was a. I didn't nobody see that one coming. He didn't have a lot of yards passing, but he had three tuds. Like hey, I'll take him three tuds. He's cooking. He ain't. Hey, he ain't cooking no flame, y'all. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> hey, uh, top five players in there. Who do who who do y'all have? Regardless of the <laughs> overall top five. Oh, actually, let's you, keep it. Can we agree who huh? number one is, bro? We probably can. It's Derry, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Got to be good. Got it, bro. He scored touchdowns in eighteen straight games. <laughs> yeah, Christian it's definitely Christian McCaffrey. He don't like, he's a quarterback. He don't he don't get to pass the ball, and he's up there with quarterbacks and scoring. Like, bro, he's one of the only running backs I've ever seen. I looked at Ribs' team like last week, and bro was projected to get nineteen. That was more. Yeah, than, that's 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 crazy for a running back. Though. It was more than like ninety percent of the quarterbacks. That's that's crazy for a running back, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm. He was going. I was about to say McCaffrey was going to be my number one, and that's not yeah. even being 49ers biased. But he's just having a ridiculous. Like they were showing his stats since he came to San Francisco, bro. And he like, I think he leads the league in scrimmage yards. Um, he leads the league in touchdowns, like rushing yards. Like it's crazy. Like since he got to San Fran, he's been going crazy, bro. And I just want to put a disclaimer yeah. out there. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not going to have a quarterback that's my in my top my top two yet. Because the quarterback has the ball in their hands all the time. So that's true. For me, number two would be Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I would go Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. In that order. And Jalen Hurts is, is approaching Josh Allen to me. What about all right, here we go. Stir the pot a little bit. I mean, I know it's been uh he had that one monster game, but what about Lamar? He's been too inconsistent. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts and, and Josh Allen both are gonna get you twenty or better each week besides I think uh, there was one week, Hurts' first week, he got like twelve. But Lamar, I think Lamar had 11 this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, after that monster game against Detroit. Um, No, I like, I like, I definitely like Derry at one, Tyreek Hill at two. Um, Man, that's like, I'm just thinking about everybody that's like consistently like just killing every week, bro. Those two for sure. Like, it ain't a... Actually, right now, the way he's playing, you got to put, I feel like you might have to put A.J. Brown in there, too. Right now, yeah. Because, uh, bro, what do you have, like, five straight games of, like, over 150, over 125 receiving yards or something like that? Yeah. Like, I'd probably put him at five. Yeah, like, I feel like you're going to put Jalen Hurts up there. You got to put A.J. Brown in there with him because they, they coming as a package deal right now because Brown been going crazy. If, it, if we went all, if we went top five, no quarterbacks, it'd be, for me, it'd be Derry, it'd be Tyreek. It'd be uh, AJ Brown. It'd be uh, Jamar Chase. Ooh, and who would be my fifth? That, that fifth one's a tough one. I'm a, yeah. Would you go Montgomery? I mean, you could, but it, it's like it's a bunch of other guys. I feel like because they haven't done it. Like those first four guys, it's been basically every single week. Yeah. Like every week they doing it. Everybody else, it hasn't been every week. It's like they have. They've had weeks where they've been hot. 
that just had weeks where they've been all right. Because uh, you could say the same thing for ETN. Because ETN lately has been on a hot streak. He's been he's been going crazy. Yeah. Uh, damn, who would I put at that fifth spot? Uh, not five, no QB. We got Derry. We got Tariq. Uh, we got AJ. ETN and AJ. ETN. I mean, technically, you could probably, if you, you know, if you just think about being hot before, you know, he had that bad game his past week, you could throw Travis Kelsey in there too, for real. Let me tell you who I'm going to put over Kelsey, though. I'm going to put Puka over Kelsey. Who? Puka. Puka? Nakua. Puka? Puka Nakua's outscored Travis Kelsey this year. On the whole season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I ain't gonna lie. I thought his, uh, I thought his production would take like a big hit once Cooper Cup came back. But I mean, you know, it's, they, they, they work for him the bro. Way around. He's fucking up Cup's production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm definitely cool with that. Uh, this is something the commission wanted us to talk about as far as Caleb Williams comparisons and is he it? <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all, I, I won't cook first on it. Yeah. You got I don't, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be successful in it. He's too cocky. I think his attitude, he got all the talent in the world. His attitude is what's gonna get him messed. He's gonna have a target on his back. I feel like he's gonna rub his teammates the wrong. And I honestly feel like eventually, whatever team he goes to, they probably gonna end up quitting on just because of how he uses himself. All the reports coming out about he want a percentage of the team, the way he carries himself. I mean, honestly, bro, we talking about possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks in college football history, and bro can't even make the playoff. So if you can't lead your team in college, I know USC's defense is atrocious. It's terrible. But the Pac-12 is also atrocious. I mean, it's what? Them, Oregon, and Washington. Washington. Washington's probably it's probably a toss-up between Washington and Oregon for the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I was just thinking he'd at least be able to carry him. I thought they would be smarter, probably try to hold the ball to keep the defense from being field. But I just think his attitude is going to take him out the way. He might have a good year or two, but like overall success, I think is going to be one of those. Yeah, one of the greatest college prospects history, busting the NFL. Um, as far as comparisons, I mean, you compare him to a lot of people. He got a little on Zenny. Shit, I can't think of nothing else. That's kind of what I see him. He's real reckless with the ball, honestly. He lets his talent kind of take over and throws, does some dumbass shit, quite honestly. He gets away with a lot. A lot. <laughs> See some terrible passes from. I'm like, bro, you so lucky you receive a college. Yeah, and it's, no, but you can do that sometimes at the college level, but that that changes when you hit the NFL, <laughs> real yeah. quick. Because receivers ain't gonna go off for that bullshit. You're gonna try to get them killed, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm with you on like the the Mahomes comparison. I think that's probably like his close comparison. That's what I've seen from a lot of people. Um, Got a little Brett Favre in him. Yeah. Um, how do I think he translate next level? I don't know, man. Um, first of all, y'all heard me over the years how I feel about quarterbacks to play at USC. And I understand this ain't uh the same this ain't Pete Carroll's USC. It ain't, but it's still USC. And the, who was who was the last good quarterback that got drafted out of got drafted high out of USC that was good? Right, Carson Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. But he had them. He had them years with the Bengals, and once he left Cincinnati, he 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 fell off hard. After that, though, every quarterback that came after Carson Palmer was drafted high. I see. And was like, trash, trash. Don also, Darnold either. Bro. Huh? I'm about to say Don. Don't bring up Darnold either. Bro. Huh? <laughs> don't bring up Sam Donald, bro. Don't don't don't, don't do it. Don't don't, don't, don't even bro. mention Sam Darnold. Oh, okay, not, bro. Now 
No, I will say this. I feel like, yeah, I feel like from a from a talent standpoint, I feel like Caleb Williams is a lot more talented than those guys. Um, he he can absolutely do it, but I'm kind of right there with you, Doc. I don't know if he has the attitude to do it, bro, because um, it's also the thing like, you know, there, there's rumors going, I, I ain't gonna say rumors, but you know, people start throwing it out there now that USC's got a playoff contention that he might just say, oh, I'm done for the year. I'm gonna get ready for the NFL. Like, I get it um, because you want to, you know, protect <laughs> yourself and protect your future. But at the same time, like, I know that NFL GMs and NFL players are looking at this playing out and it's like it's the kid that we got coming to be our teammate so when things are down you just gonna quit on us like I understand why he's doing it but I don't feel like that's a good look for the guys going into the next level and then like you said he got all these demands like all when he part ownership of a team again bro I get it like I understand what you're doing like you're trying to make the most like get your money I'm never I'm not gonna hate on the hustle but at the same time bro ain't no team finna realistically give that to a rookie quarterback because they don't know what you're gonna be because we've seen this story way too many times of the super uber talented college quarterback who comes to the NFL and they never pan out. Ain't no team finna give you ownership stake, draft you, you end up being a bust, and now they stuck with you because, like, they gave you this. Now, I get it on your end because you're trying to protect yourself in case your career don't pan out. It's a smart move by him, but I just don't realistically see that happening. And I feel like him demanding that and saying, I'm only going to play for these teams. I feel like that's turning a lot of teams off, honestly, bro. Only play, I'm going to ask y'all this. The only place I see success for long term, if they can ha- make it happen, is Minnesota. Minnesota they wasn't on his list, though. <laughs> Minnesota wasn't on the list of teams he, he would play for. That's the best, that's the best landing spot for him. Hey, <laughs> Minnesota's not on his list of teams, brother. And the thing was, some of the teams he listed got, got quarterbacks. That's what's crazy. I have a list of teams that I'll play for. If I can't play for these teams, I'm not going to come to the NFL. Cool, keep your ass in college. And, and, and not make the playoffs next year. Yeah, like he got like a namesake like Eli. Like, nah, bro, I'm not playing for the Chargers. Y'all don't, y'all don't pay players. Y'all been historically crap. The Chargers got Justin Herbert. They, they're they not going to draft you, bro. Like, I'll play for the Raiders. Now, he can make it to Vegas. Vegas, because, you know, Vegas just benched Garoppolo. They're about to start this 35-year-old man rookie at quarterback this week. Hey, y'all see bro's picture? The rookie? Yeah. Bro, like 22, look like he already got a family of five. Like this, bro, like this gaming. Hey, bro, he looked like, uh, he, I don't know why, bro. He looked like, uh, y'all ever seen uh, Super Troopers? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> he looked like, it's a uh, dude yeah, on Super yeah. Troopers called Farber. Bro, looked just like Farber, bro, from uh, Super Troopers. Uh, but yeah, man, like, so I don't know, bro. Caleb Williams is interesting. Like, I understand why he's doing the things he's doing because he's trying to, you know, protect his future. But again, I just feel like you demanding all this and you haven't yet to take a snap in the NFL, it's turning teams off. Like you thinking it's like, oh, we the only teams that got a shot. We're going to get him. I feel like teams looking at him like, I don't want that headache. So we'll see. Like he's still going to get drafted high. Uh, but it's like, you know, if the teams that you say you you, the, you only you have this list of teams that you play for. What if one of those teams don't have a high draft pick? And what if one of those teams don't have anything to trade for a high draft pick? And what if the team that has a high draft pick don't want to trade? Then what? You just not gonna play for them? Like, Make come on, happen. bro. Like, like, Make huh? Happen, yeah, like I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of guys, bro, that out here busting their ass because their dream is to play in the NFL. So they're like, I'll be grateful to play for any team that wants to pick me up. 
You feel me? So I don't know. I just don't like the attitude of saying I only play for certain teams. Like it's a lot of people that dream to play in the NFL, bro. You have the opportunity, but you you coming in with this arrogant attitude. And I mean, outside of winning the Heisman, what have you accomplished? So I wanted to point out that there was an image that came out that I seen, and I think I posted it in the fantasy chat of his uh, stats and record against teams uh, with weak defenses against teams with good defenses. I guess mm-hmm. that might have been opponents versus uh, unranked opponents versus ranked opponents. And it's a big difference. It's a big difference, bro. Uh, damn, I wish I, I, I think I still have the image, uh, but I just have to look for it. But nah, it, it, it's it's not it's not good. Uh, damn, I wish I had it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking. I'm gonna look and uh, hopefully I can. But uh, just to touch on it, I could. I, I mean, honestly, I kind of see a little Aaron Rodgers in Caleb. As far as like a he he's accurate. He can throw on the run. He can run the ball when he needs to. That's what Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay. True. Before he got older. I, the only reason why I don't want to put Mahomes on him, bro. Mahomes is just different. That's true. <laughs> Also true. I think I found that image. You got it? So, yeah, against nine top 25 teams, yes, 23 stars. Completion percentage of 70.3%, averaging 317.2 passing yards a game. With uh, 78 tuds versus seven interceptions. Versus mm-hmm. the top 25, he's almost unrecognizable. Five starts, 51.4%, 172 wow. passing yards a game. And uh, touchdown interception ratio is one to one. Six, wow, yeah, that's six, all. That's right. Six now, I now I will say so. Damn, like nah, that doesn't look good, bro. Because it's, it's like it, it, him, it, it, it looks like your numbers are inflated because you're not playing good competition. Yeah, but it's like you put like it'd be different if it was a, a minor drop off. That's a huge drop off, bro. Ever like, since we gave him that ass whooping, ever since we gave him that four touchdown ass whooping, though, it's been downhill. Hmm. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens, bro. It'll be interesting to like, hey, you know, one of his teams on his list ain't ain't picking top one. Uh, Hold on, bro. What is that? Somebody said is that because of the lack of NFL? Yeah, he has. We have Jerry Rice's son on the team. Yeah, Jerry Rice's son is on the team. uh, What's homie's name? Zachariah Branch. Yeah, Yeah. he's like a freshman, right? Killing. Yeah. They got talent, bro. That ain't the case. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Like, a, 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 a lack of talent don't make your uh, completion percentage drop by 20 points. Question. Question. Question <laughs> for the person who asked this. It's a question for the person to ask this question. Who's Drake Mike throwing the ball to? Exactly. <laughs> I, can't, I can't name a single receiver on North Carolina scene. Can you name another player? <laughs> Forget a receiver. Can you name another player? I mean, uh, not a, not every quarterback that comes out is throwing the ball to NFL NFL prospects, prospects bro. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that ain't that ain't the case. Anthony Richardson didn't throw the ball to no uh, NFL wide receiver. Lamar Jackson didn't. Nope. Like, did Mahomes? No, I doubt it. <laughs> he was at ten. Again, he was at he ten. Went, he was at Texas Tech. And Crabtree was before him, right? Yeah, he wasn't there with Crabtree. That Crabtree was there years before Mahomes came to the league. Crabtree, I think Crabtree was out of the NFL before Mahomes got there. Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's a lack of NFL, uh, NFL talent, bro. If you kill it against the nine top 25 teams with that same talent, not every nine top 25 team is bad. Exactly. Like, there's some good top 20, or there's some good teams outside of top 25, bro. Like, if he went against UK, you think he's going to go crazy? I don't know. Wait, our secondary play, he might. 
I do. I, don't, I mean, but I, I don't know, bro. But like I said, I just, I mean, again, if it was a small drop off, I don't feel like it would be that concerning. But that's a huge, huge, huge drop off in his numbers, bro. A huge drop off, like twenty percent on your completion percentage is crazy. And you I'm, go from bro, seventy I'm, something to fifty. I'm a huge fan of Caleb. I would love Caleb. Yeah. I would love Caleb with the Giants. Love, him. but I'm saying he can handle your media. Huh? No. You think he can handle your media? What the Giants? <laughs> what the Giants on his list? New York is on his list. It, it, they are, but I just don't. I don't, I can't foresee him being successful. He gonna complain about the weather. Playing out the See no, yeah, Cali. <laughs> He, he ain't gonna. But uh, I think the Rams would be a nice spot for him, keeping him in Cali. Uh, Sean McVay might be able to do something with him. Um, I know Cup is towards the end of his career, but you got Nicole, you got uh, Tutu Atwell, uh-huh. who's been surprisingly hooping. Um, homie out of Louisville. Guy got some wheels on him. Hell, so, I like him. Atwell was, Atwell was cold in Louisville, though. Yeah. I like him in Tampa, bro. Who's is, that, is, that, is that like him in Tampa's, you know, thinking that Tampa's going to be able to keep Mike Evans? I mean, even if they don't, they got Chris Godwin, and I mean, they can draft another receiver. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that will probably be a good division for them to go to, too. Yeah, because uh, the, the NFC South ain't that great right now. It'd be nice in Atlanta, throwing the ball to Drake London. Oh, Listen, if Atlanta gets a, a quarterback, they could be a problem. <clears throat> sure, they got one. Heineke, Heineke, Heineke. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what they was waiting on for that, bro. Like, Ritter has been terrible all year, and they're like, nah, we just gonna ride, but we're gonna ride folk out. Nah, man, sit that man down. Right. <laughs> sit him down. Yeah, that's uh, next year, Power Five on the NFL. What y'all got? Uh, Bravo, I can't see. Top five teams? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, I gotta go Philadelphia. Uh, two, right now, I'm gonna say. Dang. So I'm gonna say Philly. I'll probably go. Oh man, two's hard. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Baltimore at two. Um, Baltimore at two. I like Miami at three. Um, I say Dallas at four. Even though it hurts my heart to say it, uh, I go Buffalo five. Hey, bro, I love the fact that you're not biased. Right. I, I swear I thought you was going to throw San Fran in here. No, nah, bro. We just lost three games in a row. We don't deserve to be. We don't deserve to be in the top ten, let alone the top five. Anybody who says otherwise is crazy. Y'all will be if y'all, if y'all was but, but we ain't, and we lost three in a row, so we not up there. Respect. I got Ravens. One? No, nah, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Ravens. Hold on. So where's Ravens at? Where they rank? Now, this is top five. You get a top five, you got to give them rankings, Don. Not at two. So who's at one? We know. Wait, can I go through the rest of my list? <laughs> All right. We got the Ravens, two. I got Jags, three. They've won five in a row. I forgot about Jacksonville. Uh, Cowboys and Dolphins. Rick, what's your- I got Philly at one. I got Miami at two. I got Kansas City at two. I got Baltimore at four. And I got Detroit at five. I want to talk about the trade deadline. Quick. I like your five. The Jaguars miss incredible opportunities to add them. I feel like that's kind of the only thing they miss. Obviously, well, I mean, they, but they just drafted uh, Trevon Walker last year, and then they got uh, the other Josh Allen coming off one edge. So you know, I think I think they didn't do it because I think they're still waiting on you know Walker to to really come on. Hey, Bravo! Can you ever have too many edge rushers in NFL? I mean, I, I'm a 49ers fan. You you know my answer. <laughs> You can't have too many edge rushes. We, we got the, listen, we got the monopoly on edge rushes over there. If you need one, come holler at us. 
Yeah, I feel like they could have snagged like uh, Neil Hunter from like the Vikings, but Russ still in his prime. There was tight. Like, 28, 29. Yeah, and he's a, a he's a great edge rusher. Honestly, he leads the league in sacks right now. Like that would have been a great gift for them. I thought they was gonna be active trade down. They league. picked up. Uh, I think they went and got an offensive lineman. Like, yeah, they got uh, Ezra Cleveland from the yeah. Vikings, from the Vikings. Wow, they so they did trade with the Vikings. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me the sticks. Uh. Did everybody say they got five brother listening to his regular? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, trade deadline noise. Um, what's a movie I feel like that's going to impact fantasy? Or let's just talk about it now. What's <laughs> the best move made at the deadline? Um, uh, okay. Me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, bro, because y'all already know how I feel about this, dog. Like, again, I know everybody's like, oh, y'all got Chase Young. I get it, bro. We got Chase Young. I'm just not that I'm not happy that we have Chase Young. It's just that was I don't feel like that was a glaring need for us. We need help in the secondary. And I feel like we should have put a little bit more emphasis on going to get secondary help as opposed to uh, our 1,000th edge rusher. Like we just traded for Randy Gregory, bro. And Randy, it's not like Randy Gregory's trash. Randy Gregory's a good edge rusher, bro. And we still got Drake Jackson and Nick Bosa. And we got Hargrove. And we got Eric Armstead. Like, bro, we not hurting for D linemen or, or pass rushers. We need secondary help because Traverius Ward has been getting cooked the last two games. We need somebody out there. We need help in the secondary. So I was really hoping that we would go and get a corner. I really wanted Jalen Johnson, but the Bears was like, nah, we ain't going to move him. Like, why even put the trade talks out there, bro? I ain't trying to make no deals. Like, just shut up. But, like, I mean, I'm happy to have Chase Young. You know, it, it maybe this will help free up Bosa a little bit, and maybe he can start, you know, actually getting some sacks, you know, seeing that we done gave him a bag. You feel me? Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, obviously everybody's going to say that's the best trade that was made yesterday. But I think that goes back to our point. We talking about names again. Like, um, hey, man, whoever put San Fran in the top five, take them out. And it's coming from a 49ers fan. We ain't top five right now. Take us out. We lost three games in a row. Take us out. You can put us around that. I'd put us in that seven to eight range right now. But, yeah, man, like, I'm happy that we got Chase Young, but I wish we would have got a corner. That's my thoughts on free agents. As far as the trade deadline, I don't th- I don't think the Chase Young trade is the best trade. Of I don't either. I think the best trade was, I mean, it didn't happen yesterday, but it happened, I think, last week was got Kevin Byard. A Easily, pack of, a pack of cut toenails and a fitted hat that's been washed five times. Hey man, how we need to give classes on finessing, finessing one on one by Howie Roseman? Yeah, I don't. But Don, I'll to answer your question, Don. I don't think huh? that there. I don't think there was any offensive players, fantasy wise, that, that got ready yesterday that would really make any type of noise. John, Donovan Peoples Jones maybe turned into a wide receiver, boy but that's it. Months. But what about Dobbs oh. to the Vikings? He's not even starting this week. They starting a the rookie. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he <laughs> yeah, I learned the offense. But I mean, actually, that was a surprising move because. Well, I guess, like you said, Kyler Murray's about to come back. So I guess the Vikings, the Cardinals is like, let's move on. But I mean, I think a lot of people thought like once Kirk Cousins went down with the Achilles injury that the Vikings is just going to be like, all right, whatever, man, season's over. You know, Jettas is out here on IR, Kirk down for the season. Like, let's just shut it down. The Vikings like, nah, we ain't, we ain't quitting. I mean, I respect it if I'm being honest. Um, you know, I think Josh Dobbs can do something out there at Minnesota. He ain't great, but he ain't terrible either. You know what I'm saying? Know so, what happened, but there was reports out there that 
Jameis Winston was on his way to Minnesota. Jameis? <laughs> Jameis was supposed to be traded. I don't know if talks broke down at the end or what. But there was like Jameis. there was players from the Vikings already calling him and everything. Oh wow. So I don't know what happened. Like Josh was Joshua Dodge was a consolation. So the, I can I can respect Minnesota like nah fam, we not tanking for nobody. No. Like we we trying to win games, bro. So I can I can respect that, dog. I can respect that for sure. And you know, Jettas be back eventually. Like you know, hey, I tell if, if one thing for certain, two things for sure. If Famous was out there, he was definitely gonna air that bitch out. <laughs> let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as fantasy pack, it was. It was. I think teams that traded before the deadline got more because Rick up, like Rick brought up the buyer. We got him for a fifth and a sixth. Yeah, I. I'll tell you another trade I like, um, even though it went to a division rival, Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. I like that move a lot. Because Leonard Williams is solid. I know I like the Cubs more than I like. I ain't gonna lie. I did I did not I did I was not happy when I saw that trade. I'm like, I don't like that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you see what we got? Did you see what we got huh? for him though? Did you see what we got for him? What y'all get? We got a second round pick and a fifth round. Damn, he's only gonna be there today, bro. That's to cool. Put, to put it in perspective, bro, Montez Sweat went the Bears for uh, third in a uh, Yeah, that's crazy. Montez Sweat and, is and we, Williams, bro. and we get. Hey, no, nah, no. Nah, you know what? Speaking of finessing, let me tell you this though. So we got Chase Young for a third. Here's the kicker though: if he don't re, if he don't resign. In the offseason, we get a third-round pick back. <laughs> hey, bro. That's wild. But so the guy, I guess the guy that works like, I don't know if he's a GM or he does something in Washington. He came from San Francisco. So, you know, Lynch over there. Lynch, you know, Lynch, Lynch is in his Howie bag. Cahoots. <laughs> Lynch is in his Howie bag over there. So, my bad. Uh, the Bears, the Bears traded us. Hmm. A second and that's it. That's still a good get. That's bro. That's still a, that's still a good. You know, Montez Sweat is a good edge rusher, bro. And he's still young. Bro, he's still on his. Bro, he's still on his rookie contract. Contract, and they got him for a second round pick. That's crazy. And that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how did Leonard Williams garner more than Montez Sweat? Yeah. Because Yon Kahoot, like trying to say about my team, Yon Kahoot. Not a chance. <laughs> That's the case. Yeah, I'm out out, right now, bro. Nah, Seattle was desperate. They, they, I think that right. they, they're Super Bowl contenders. Like, I was arguing with Pete in the chat. It's like Super Bowl season. I'm like, what? Not a chance. <laughs> Not with, uh, okay. nah. I mean, they gonna they gonna make some. I mean, they you know they hype. They got to win over the Browns. They had to. I mean, they at the top of the division, but only because their record is better than ours. We haven't lost a division game, so it is what it is. They still got to see us twice. Oh, uh, sucks coming at the second half. But yeah, it does, don't it? You, I would love to. I know they would love to get one of them games out the way early. Now, y'all got to see us on the back end, Playboy, and it's gonna be ugly. But yeah, man, I like I like the Seahawks get. I didn't like the Seahawks getting Leonard Williams, but I like the Seahawks getting Leonard Williams. That was, yeah, that was a good pickup. They only got him for nine games. He a free agent after this year. I know. You know what I was happy about, though? That nobody else went to the fucking Eagles. Because, <laughs> bro, you know, they, they were in the uh, they were in the running for uh, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I said, dog, if he would have went to Philly, I would have flipped my top, bro. Like, Commander's, know, Commander's tanking for Caleb? Yeah, I don't know why the Bears didn't even entertain training Johnson. Nah Sam, Howby, hey, nah, Sam Howby hooping, bro. It's because, uh, nah, it's because uh, Jalen Johnson wanted to be. Yeah, but I understand that, but you got to work that out. Bruh's still on his rookie contract. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, only 20, he's only 24. 
Yeah, 24 years old, bro. Flight quarterback like that. He's still on a rookie deal. But I think ain't he uh ain't he in his uh contract year? I think I so. Play. This is bros like what second, third year in the league? Because uh, I want to say what you want, what you don't want to do is have somebody say I don't want to be there, and then it's his contract year, and then at next year you got to tag him because he doesn't want to stay there, and then boom, he's not gonna play, so he's wasting your money. Yeah, when you could have got something for him. Yeah. It's not a trade at that point, but I mean, I won't keep him as cheap as he is right now. I mean, the Bears don't have a lot of defensive options, bro. <laughs> but the thing is, Don, they also not, it, this is your fourth him, bro. This is not your fourth Bro, the thing is, is they're not going to win. They're not winning anything. So what was, you might as well get value for, for him now. Yeah, yeah get some, get some assets, man. Exactly. Get you some assets for him now, bro, while you can. Like you could, you could, yeah, they could have got like some, uh, you know, a pretty high, some pretty high draft picks for Jalen Johnson, and possibly turned that into another starting corner. Yeah, so basically, like with the Commanders, yeah, yeah. even though they in my division, I'm hurt with that. And they had five first round picks on that D line. Well, now they got three. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, you know, it is what it is, bro. But I don't think they tanking for Caleb Williams, bro. I don't think Washington's tanking. Plus, I don't think Caleb Williams wants to go play for Ron Rivera. Don't nobody don't nobody want to play for Ron Rivera. That turf <laughs> trash, that stadium's trash, it'd be falling apart. I remember bailing yes. <laughs> the fans almost fell down on them towards ACL and everything. Fuck that stadium. Don't nobody want to play for that organization, bro. <laughs> it was like that's that the but you know they got they under new ownership now, bro. So you know they're gonna they're gonna turn you know they're gonna write the ship eventually, but it's gonna take uh, some time. I'm, if I'm going there, can we see first? Bravo, bravo. Yeah, two years, bro. Nobody Johnson's part of that ownership. Yeah, you know the meme where it's gonna be like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't gonna be here. Nah, you might be right. You might be right, man. I think this is this might be this magic first time dipping into the uh the football lane. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see, bro. I I tell you what though, like coming from that area when before I moved back down here, bro, when I tell you them folks was happy to get Snyder out of there, bro, they could not wait to get him away from that team, bro. They was like they were excited, fam. Uh I wanna end the show with this. Uh I wanted to talk about the Raiders and what they're doing. Is, Stinking uh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give y'all a recap of the last five years for the rest. <laughs> 2018, they signed John Gruden. 10 years, $100 million. 2018, they traded Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. And those picks turned into Josh Jacobs, Damon Arnett, Brian Edwards, and Jonathan Abram. Damn. Three of those guys I just listed out of the four are no longer on the team. One of them was a legend in Madden. <laughs> Abram. <laughs> hey, Rick. Hey, Abram was the greatest defensive player of all time under Rick. Uh, in 2000, <laughs> in 2020, the Raiders had one of the worst drafts in the first round. They had Rugs, Damon Arnett, cut, cut. <laughs> Third round, Lynn Bowden Jr. traded. Brian Edwards traded. Tanner Muse cut. John Simpson off the team, and another fourth rounder, Amik Robertson, who's still with. Him. In 2021, John Gruden resigned as head coach after it was revealed he was homophobic and misogynistic and using misogynistic language. John Gruden finished with a 22 and 31 record as the Raiders' head coach. Hundred million dollar man, 22, 31 record. Uh, mm. 2022, the Raiders signed the Almighty Josh McDaniels, who always finds a job. Somehow, uh, I, somehow, I, need, I, I, need I know why. It. I need to holler. I know why, but we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get into that on here tonight. I need I need to holler his <laughs> ass, baby, bro. Uh, 
Yeah, so 2022, the Raiders signed Josh McDaniels to a six-year, $60 million contract. Also in 2022, they traded a first and second-round pick for receiver Devontae Adams and extended him to a five-year, $141 million contract. This year, 2023, Raiders paid Jimmy Garoppolo three-year, $72 million contract, and he was just benched in week nine by Aiden O'Connell. Also 2023, <laughs> Josh McDaniels and GM uh, Dave Zagler was just fired. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh McDaniels finished his Raiders stint with a nine and sixteen record. That's 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 for sixty million dollars. Uh, the Raiders still owe Gruden and McDaniels approximately eighty million dollars. Well, you talking about some uh, some good unemployment benefits? And don't forget, bro. Also, around the time I think that the year right after John Gruden resigned, the following year Mike Mayock, who also got so this is their second GM in like three years too. So know who know who the problem is? The ownership. Thanks. It's Mark Davis. It's Mark Davis, bro. He's is is he ruining that team, bro? Does he need to hire an outside firm to get his GM and head coaching? Probably so, but will he do that? Probably not. So when you got two coaches that you or you owe eighty million dollars, uh, the Raiders just benched the guy they just gave seventy two million dollar contract. Does Caleb Williams really want to go there? They 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 wallet kind of tight, <laughs> and they not winning, bro. <laughs> I will say this, and it probably don't mean much because it's not gonna probably last. I think I think them hiring Antonio Pierce as interim head coach was a great move for that organization. Uh, the problem is, is like I don't. When John Gruden resigned, they had a coach there. Forgot his name, but they they uh, they hired him as interim head coach, and he did a hell of a job. He did a really good job with them. They didn't get man a shot because they wanted Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it's, it's just. You know what? Let me just get on my soapbox for one minute, and I promise I won't stay here long. I've I've said this a lot, bro. It's just (laughs) crazy to me, like, how you just brought that up, how the man actually did a good job. But instead of giving, you know, the the, the black man a shot as the head coach, they go hire these recycled, washed-up white coaches that ain't one shit as head coaches, but somehow they keep getting jobs, bro. I don't understand that. It does not make sense to me. This man has not been successful. Why are you hiring him to lead your team? Like it, I don't know, bro. It's just it's just frustrating to watch these same coaches that fail time after time after time, and they keep getting head coaching jobs, bro. Like, meanwhile, you know, you got guys like an Eric Bieniemy can't get a head coaching job. Like you said, Antonio Pierce did well, can't get a head coaching job. Like, it's 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 ridiculous, bro. Like, I just had to put that out there. But yeah, Mark Mark Davis is ruining the Raiders, but. If y'all seen this man haircut, y'all should know he can't be trusted with nothing else. Because <laughs> bro, crazy, bro. It's hey, like, bro, cut is atrocious. <laughs> if you go back to the last season of our pod, I want to say around the same time, Bravo, me and you was having the same exact conversation. We had the same exact conversation bro, because they keep Josh McDaniel should be fired. At Bro, because they, they keep doing it, bro. Like they keep recycling these washed up coaches that are that have proven that they are not head coaches. Like, is Josh McDaniel a good offensive coordinator? Absolutely. Is he a head coach? No, bro. Like he's shown you he's not a head coach material yet. Y'all keep giving him opportunity. Let me ask Why? You a question. Let me ask you a question. Is Josh McDaniel's a really a good offensive coordinator, or was he, he saved by Tom Brady? Hey. I mean, it's, it, it, as of late, it's been looking like Tom Brady was responsible for a lot. <laughs> you know, no, uh, you know, no shaded bill. But I'm just saying, since Tom left, Pat's been on a uh, Pat's been trending down real bad. So, yeah. Josh McDaniel, Matt Patricia, who else? 
Are you talking Are about Delta coaching tree right now? Yeah. Because I was about to get into that. Go ahead. They, they suck. Yeah. Delta's <laughs> coaching tree win loss record overall is 184, 20, 286 losses, 268 losses, and one. So wow. Josh, so Josh McDaniels, 11 and 17, is Broncos head coach, obviously. 9 and 16 is Raiders head coach, fired. Joe Judge, 10 and 23, head coach, fired. Matt Patricia, 13, 29 and 1, fired. Romeo Cornell, 32 and 63 between the Browns, Chiefs, and Browns. Almost broke 500. He 24 and 25 as the Dolphins head coach. That's a different story because uh, Bill O'Brien, the only coach with a winning record under the Belichick tree, and he's only 52 and 48 as the Texas fire. So, bar- so barely. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, Eric Mangini combined 33 and 47 as the head coach of the Jets. And so, again, total win loss record. 184 wins, 268 loss, one time for a .407. That's crazy. Thomas Brady. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm just, hey, listen. He got a lot of people paid. Hey, man. Uh, bounce it back to your boy, Alec Pierce. I think he'll be great for the Raiders. I was just looking up, well, formerly known as Twitter, now called X, and he fixed that shit. Uh, Pierce was born in Compton, so he was born yeah. right so And the energy during his press conference. Yeah. Shit, I won't play football this Sunday. <laughs> man. Bro, I, said, I, came up with the, I came up with the NWA. I was born in uh, Raider Hats, too. So I, I'm where I'm supposed to be at. I had opportunities from other teams, but I'm where I'm supposed to be at. Oh, man. Oh. Anybody who missed Antonio Pierce's uh, press conference, go and watch that. Watch it before you go to work. You're going you're gonna to kick some ass there, I promise you. But, and uh, he's a former giant great. Make sure we throw it in there. What's that? Former giant great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Antonio Pierce was cold. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. They, yeah, bro. Like, but of course, Mark Davis gonna mess it up, and they gonna go hard another washed up coach that ain't won nothing to come in and coach the Raiders, and then they'll be firing him in two years and looking for somebody else to replace him. So until Mark Davis uh, lets somebody else take control of the hiring and firing over there, the Raiders are gonna stink. And I wish they would have traded Devontae Adams because he deserves much better than what he's getting in Las Vegas right now. They should have never got rid of Carr. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Free. Free Tay Adams till it's backwards. <laughs> well, that's an episode for us, man. We so KY Fantasy Football League. Y'all have any lineup questions, hit us on the Twitter. Uh, or right in the chat here, we'll get back to you all. We appreciate everyone that listens, tunes in to the live shows. Thank you all for the support, the shares, the going back and listening to it on any of the streaming platforms. We fuck with you.